Boom, 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 It's dubstep. A modern podcast where Chris and Mike talk about TV, movies, superheroes, and everything in between. It's time for Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Diller. And my name is Mike Royer. And this is the 2016 Summer Movie Spoiler Cast. Yeah, that's right. This is going to be the episode we're going to wrap up the summer as a whole. It is officially the fall. We waited until that, uh, what do they call Mm -hmm. it, like the equinox or the solstice? One of those things happened, so we're just like, okay, the gates have finally closed on summer. It is safe to talk about it a full, and I kind of had to rush and go watch some movies that I missed this summer. If you listen to our normal uh, weekly episode of the podcast, I talked about how I'm a big TV watcher, so I kind of have to make a, a conscious effort to go see movies that we don't talk about on the show. So I did that in spades yesterday, as some might say. So I, I saw three three new summer movies that I didn't see yesterday. So I basically I'm bringing some stuff to the table because, like Chris, I know you have seen some movies that we haven't talked about on the show. So I, I had to play a little catch up. Mm-hmm. I did. I also watched two this week as well. Uh, right before the, the the change from summer to, win, <laughs> to to fall, I was on the line too. Um, but th- I think this is really important to to just you know let our summer bodies go, Mike. Yeah, I'm gonna start getting ready for our winter bonds. Yeah, this like, is that's this is where uh, I think this is where you bulk. This is where you put on your put on your your weight and your muscle. And then you know when when mm. the beach season comes back around next year, you start cutting to show them abs that everybody knows that we have because hey, this is an audio program and they don't they don't know <laughs> they yeah, don't. That's know. right. <laughs> but I, I'm I'm just getting ready for hibernation. Really, <laughs> that that's what I'm shooting for. Hi, hibernation 26. Yeah, exactly, but we're gonna we're gonna hit some statistics on this uh, uh, in this episode. We're gonna talk about the top grossing movies of the summer. We're gonna talk about mm. the best reviewed movies of the summer. Some movies on that list, I'm sure people haven't even heard of. Uh, but also, uh, just a, a quick rundown real quick. I'm just going to list the movies that we did spoiler cast on. So if you want to hear us talking yes. in depth about these following movies, uh, just head on over to SuperheroSlate.com or just uh, look in our feed and you can see all of these. We talked about Batman vs. Superman. We talked about Captain America Civil War, X-Men Apocalypse, TMNT 2 Out of the Shadows, Ghostbusters, Star Trek Beyond, and Suicide Squad. So if you want to get a, a full in-depth spoiler cast of those, you already got them. What, Mike? What Batman v Superman uh, on the summer movie list? Right. Why is that there? So that's there. Who put that there? That's there for a couple reasons. In the context of our show, Batman and Superman is kind of lumped into our summer movie season. Technically, not summer, which seems weird since we technically wanted to do this when fall started. I know it kind of seems kind of weird. But also, Batman and Superman was originally slated to compete like the same weekend or at least a weekend off with Captain America Civil War. So at the heart of Batman Civil War, this was a summer movie that just happened to get moved to March. So it does seem kind of weird. We got a March movie followed by a May movie on this list here, but it, it works in the context of how we're going to talk well, about it. And we, so, and we want to compare it with everything else. Well, also, uh, I think it's important to know we have an extended edition spoiler cast, which is essentially they released a new movie a new version of this movie <laughs> in the middle of, of July. Yeah, so... So we did a spoiler cast for that, so it's very recent in our minds as well because mm. we watched it again 
against our wills, pretty much, uh, the things we do for our audience. So that is very much on our minds still, very much very relevant to what we're going to talk about here. Yeah. Um, so, so spoiler cast, we have, we're not going to go into details about those. You know we watch them. Yeah. So how do you want to do this, Mike? What is so, the ideal so way? So basically we have these lists in front of us to refer to, but there's kind of a, a just some questions I wanted to ask you just to get a feel for the summer so we can kind of get an idea of if we had a good time. You know, I'm a big summer movie person. I love the summer movie season. I, I think the the best memory I have when I was con- connecting myself to the summer in the past with movies was probably around the time uh, The Dark Knight came out. That was kind of the this uh, summer that encompassed where I was still in some sort of schooling, you know, whether it was college or high school. I don't exactly remember the year. I feel like an old man now. But, you know, during the summer, you you know, you had a part-time job. You didn't have to worry about waking up super early to, to go to school. So this was in the time where you actually had to go to midnight showings. There was no, like, 7.30 p.m. showings on Thursday. Like, midnight meant midnight. It technically had to be Friday before you see these movies. So I would go to these movies with friends right at midnight. You know, we were young. We would be up until 4 a.m. anyway. So we'd see these movies as soon as we could. And that always felt really special. And that's what happened during the summer. So just it kind of fits into the whole summer of being a kid. And I think that's why I love summer movie season the best. So I, I, I just kind of wanted to start off of what do you what do you think about, you know, the summer movie season in general? I saw a lot of movies on this list. Mm-hmm. I think I counted 12. Wow. I saw 12 of these movies, Mike. Including the ones we did spoiler cast for, I think. Um, but I don't know if it's the best summer I've ever had. Okay. I, I think that wouldn't surprise most people. Uh, I, I've heard other opinions about this summer has been I, a little meddling. I don't I don't I don't hate it. I don't look back in uh-huh. anger or like, you know, sadness, but I mean th- this is it was a very weird summer of things that just came out that didn't really entice me too much i think i'm actually looking more forward to the fall winter season uh and spring of next year or spring than i am the the summer right now yeah it's really true you know this summer kind of came off of the heels of two i think really amazing movies that do not fit into the summer um into the summer schedule whereas the end of last year we had star wars returning which was just groundbreaking you know it was just it was it was new and a throwback at the same time but it was just star wars came back in full force and really it really kind of uh impacted people very strongly made it made it made a ton of money a ton of money and then after Mm. that we got an amazing outing from deadpool which uh, would just really change the way we can make comic book movies and just go R and go just go really adult and just you know a reference and make fun of kind of the the universes we've been making, and then kind of we had hey don't forget about summer movie season this is where all the cool movies are supposed to be it's just like hey summer we had Star Wars and Deadpool uh, good luck we've had really awesome movies already so we kind of came into the summer already with really good movies under our belt you know right yeah I think I think. I don't know. A lot of these movies I had high hopes for, and they just kind of didn't deliver mm-hmm. um, what I was hoping. No movie changed my life this summer. And, uh, again, it's not an award season, but I don't look for award-winning movie movies to change my life. I just I just don't have anything that I'm going to hold too precious on this list, I feel. All right. So so I, uh, so I the next question I had, 
is uh, we'll, we'll do this kind of Q and A style. So I wanted right. I wanted to know um, if you had to uh, rank rank the summer uh, from one to ten, ten being the best summer movie season you've ever you've ever had. Give me that number, and then I have a feeling it's not going to be ten with uh, what you just told me. So and then if you wanted it to be ten, what would you change? If you could change something that happened this summer to really bring this to like a really remembering uh, summer in the future, what would you do? I give it a six and a half. Okay. Uh, six to seven range, uh, depending on how I'm feeling. I just think we it's it was too much. There was too much this summer, and a lot of it wasn't people trying. It was sequels or remakes that we really didn't need. So you 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 needed you needed this uh, list that we're looking at here to be a little bit more pared down. You want you want these studios to concentrate a little bit more. It seems like. I do. I think the, one of the the movies I had the most fun with is probably one that made one of the least amount of monies on this list, and what or was, went under a lot of people's radar. And what was that? Pop star, never stopped, never stopping. Yeah, I mean that as actually still on my list of movies I want to see. I I just I the trail. This is one of the few times where I didn't. I never got to see the trailer until the trailer already dropped like weeks ago. I think I I think I still only seen the trailer once. So this is so under my radar. But I've just heard really good things about it, where it's just really funny. It, it definitely is. It, this is one of those. Uh, I would liken it to. Um, this is Spinal Tap, but updated <laughs> for modern pop music. Oh, gotcha. Uh, you're going to laugh. You're going to have a great time. It doesn't pull any punches. It it doesn't try to, you know, tippy-toe around things. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's the Lonely Island, the the, the movie. <laughs> but this, this is a mockumentary that had me laughing and had me... I, I was very entranced with it, despite what I originally thought it was. Oh, that's so, awesome. So I definitely that, need to that watch movie, that movie, I mean... Again, other than Captain America: Civil War, which people know I love, mm-hmm. I love, but Pop Star Never Stops Never Stopping is one of those sleeper hits of the summer. I feel people are going to be sad that they. That's missed. awesome, and you know, so I definitely don't want to be a dead horse, and I don't want people to be saying I'm a DC hater. But if there's one thing I could change, I really want a Batman Superman to knock it out of the park. I just really wanted them to crush it. I wanted this to be the return to an awesome uh, DC universe that we kind of rudimentally build with the Nolan universe, even though we that wasn't going to go anywhere. So I wanted DC to really return to something uh, awesome, and it just floundered, and it just flopped around like a dead fish. It just didn't do well. Obviously, it connected with some people out there, but I, I think it would be hard to argue this movie the other way. So I think if this, mm-hmm. I think if Batman Superman really could have came out and been amazing alongside of Captain America Civil War, this could have been one of the best comic book movie summers we ever had. But we, since we're kind of including uh, Batman Superman in our list, it, that really started out the summer rough for me. Now, what, now, if you could rank this summer on, on a scale of 1 to 10, Mike, where do you rank it at? I mean, I don't think it's... You seem a little more positive than I do I don't know. about it. I mean, but I'm not I'm not down on it. I though. think if I rank it, I rank it on memorability. And I don't think there is a whole lot to remember here. You know, because we had a lot of these uh, kind of sequels, returns, reboots coming out of nowhere that could have made it memorable, but it really wasn't. You know, Ghostbusters really rubbed people the wrong way. Really, really did. We, we talked about it. We, you know... know we were we were cautiously optimistic about a sequel so i think we might be uh, a little uh positive on the movie more than most people and then independence day resurgence that that got really really bad receptions uh with people and fans who went to see that movie so that could have changed the way the summer looked too so 
I think I'm kind of a, at a five out of 10, you know, uh, there's, okay. there's some light to pull out of this, but you know, I'm just looking at this list right now that, you know, anyone can go see right now at superheroslate.com. We'll have this posted in our show notes. You know, you look at this list here and you might be shooting about 50, 50 with any movie you pull off this list. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, so yeah, I, it's, it's just definitely a, a different summer. Some, some things I said I wanted to see and I never got to, I never got to see the nice guys mm-hmm. and I, I'm disappointed I didn't get to do that. And that's, uh, that's kind of, honestly, uh, you're not the only one. Uh, people said that this movie didn't perform very well. And even though everyone's saying it's a great movie, people just didn't go out to see it. Mm-hmm. Maybe it just, yeah, it, maybe it, it just wasn't meant for the summer. This type of movie does seem like a fall movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, fall or spring, one of the two. It it was in the wrong place at the wrong time, yeah. if you will. So, uh, what's what's your next question, Mike? I mean, I kind of want to go through this list. I don't know what you saw, and I really want to know well, what movies. Th- that's kind of on this list you saw. That's kind of where I wanted to go next. Everybody knows uh, what we've talked about on the show, but you had a chance to go see movies that we didn't talk about on this. So, just real mm-hmm. quick, uh, I I want you to list off the movies that we haven't talked about on on the podcast. And just list them off real quick, and then tell me which ones you think really uh, rose to the top. Okay, well, I did see Popstar. Oh, other than the spoiler cast, I saw Popstar. Mm-hmm. I got to see Warcraft in its entirety. Okay. Uh, Finding Dory, Independence Day Resurgence. Uh, going through the list here, The Secret Life of Pets, mm-hmm. Jason Bourne. And that's that's it right. on the on the current list. All right. So out of out of those, wh- which do you think really uh, surprised you? What what shocked you? What was really awesome? You know, because these other movies, these spoiler casts, we are going to be seeing these no matter what. I mean, these are uh, ten pole tent pole movies, blockbuster movies, however you want to categorize mm-hmm. them. Uh, but yeah. So what about these? So uh, Secret Life of Pets, pretty good movie. I know I know you saw it. I really enjoyed that movie. I didn't think it made as much money as it did. I thought it was going to went under the radar, but uh-huh. uh, definitely had a good time. With Secret Life of Pets and Popstar. Um, Finding Dory is is good, but I much like Dory herself. I don't remember much about that movie uh-huh. uh, on the whole. Uh-huh. Uh, but um, Jason Bourne really really let down. Yeah, um, I've been that's big, what I've been let down for me. Mm-hmm. So um, and then Independence Day Resurgence about what I expected. Warcraft. My wife said I never had a more confused look on my face <laughs> for the entirety of that movie. So um, it definitely, definitely not for me. Oh, man. Not, I was not the audience for that. Yeah. Film. I mean, I got a chance to see uh, Secret Life of Pets the other night, and uh, it's it's a good movie. There's there's nothing wrong about this movie, not offensive in any way, but I didn't really think it was particularly memorable, honestly. Um, I think uh, pet jokes or animal jokes are low-hanging fruit, but the fruit does taste good. Uh, I think they're really. I think it's funny seeing making jokes about dogs really wanting a ball and just losing all inhibitions to chase a squirrel or something. I think that's funny. But the, once you kind of uh, go over that first uh, that first half of the movie, uh, you all those jokes. I feel like they kind of get left behind. Then you just kind of got these silly animals doing silly out of bounds things. So uh, yeah, I, I think uh, compared to Finding Dory, I haven't had a chance to see that yet. But uh, Finding Dory was uh, surprisingly the top grossing domestic movie of the summer at almost 480 million dollars who would have expected that every everybody <laughs> i didn't expect it I, at all it's a it's a it's a disney pixar movie with a, a sequel to finding nemo 
and is very cute and friendly. And the, you notice how many of these movies are kid friendly on the top the top three list. Yeah, that's true. So you got superhero kids wanting to see Captain America, Finding Dory kids, and Secret Life of Pets kids. That's where all your money. Add that together, you're over a billion dollars yeah. just out of kids' pockets. Yeah, that's true. But I wasn't. I mean. Uh, speaking of advertising, I don't think they really pushed Finding Dory that hard, at least on my end. I, the trailers were really, really bad when it comes to trying to get somebody excited for a movie. But obviously, it really panned out for a lot of people. Um, I saw some of the reviews for it. People seem to like it. So hopefully, mm-hmm. I'll get around to seeing it soon. I'll be able to add to the discussion a little bit. But on my end, what I got to see outside of our list here, uh, as I'm looking through the list, uh, luckily I didn't have to see uh, Warcraft. <laughs> you know, I, I, a hard pass, hard pass. I, I took one on for the team on that one. <laughs> Thank you. But I did get to see Swiss Army Man. I got to see um, uh, Kubo and the Two Strings, uh, Secret Life of Pets. And um, I'm trying to think if, if there's anything else. I think that's I think that's it. Uh, like I said, TV guy, but uh, Swiss Army Man. Wow, what a what an interesting experience of a movie. So uh, explain that for the common people because I don't <laughs> think this trailer got much outside of like an indie circuit, and I, I know what it's about, but. Lay, lay down a, a general concept. Okay, for, for so, the, yeah, so if, so if you don't know know what's happening here, uh, Paul Dano, uh, I don't remember the name of the character he plays, but it, it's set up at the beginning of the movie that he's uh, stranded on an island, um, and uh, he's about to give up. Uh, he's about to uh, hang himself uh, just before he sees uh, the body of Daniel Radcliffe wash up on shore. And uh, adventure ensues. As you can see in the trailer, it's not a spoiler. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe can do these uh, crazy things. Like he he can become a jet ski. He can he can shoot things out of his mouth like a gun or a grappling hook. Uh, if you push his chest in, it'll be like a water fountain. So he's like a multi-purpose dude. So you're going in the movie. You're really confused what's going to be happening here. You know, is this a magical scenario? Is he is he hallucinating? What's going on here? But I don't want to spoil anything, but the best thing I can tell you is this movie is about the ride that you take, not the destination that you get to. So I did some research after watching the movie because this movie is directed by Daniels. That's all. I don't know if that's a combination of a couple people or if this this uh, somebody just wants to go by one name, just Daniels. So you can tell just by the, the way the director or directors, I don't know, signifies themselves. Very artistic. So, uh, But they have uh, uh, created other movies very similar into kind of like this theme of just like, just enjoy the ride of the movie. You're not necessarily looking for uh, something to be wrapped up in a pretty bow at the end, you know. Uh, just just pay attention to the mm-hmm. themes of the movie. Have a good time, and then uh, it's just it's just it's it's fun. It's ridiculous. You don't really know what's happening. Uh, I, I me and my wife both very much expected one ending. We were almost positive it was going to happen, and then we got something a little different. So it's 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 a fun it's a fun time. I would definitely recommend so, Spider Man. So when this movie debuted um, mm-hmm. at, at a film festival, half the people loved it and half the people were appalled by it. It's probably one of the most polarizing films I've ever heard <laughs> uh, in, in, the, in the most recent years. And the funny thing is, it's actually directed by two people, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert. Ah, so that's where the Daniels come in. Okay. Yes. Uh, they also wrote it. And, and the reason I know this is because I, 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 I heard the news about it whenever it was, you know, at a um, – yeah. at, at the at the – I guess uh, I don't even know what it, the award circuit or whatever yeah. it was back back earlier in the year. I believe it so was I'm, I believe it was Sundance, but yeah, people walked out because there was a farting corpse at the beginning of the movie. There, there is definitely it is going to be 
a very strange movie. So this is not one you want to sit down with your family and expect to, you know, just go mindless. But they they do a great job letting you know off the very beginning what you're getting into. I mean, that yeah. corpse farts in the first five minutes. So you yeah. you know what's going to be happening in this movie. So just yeah. sit down for the experience, you know. It's, it's, a, yeah, it's, it's a fun time. It's no Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too, so we'll we'll just go with that. But so so Mike enjoyed that movie. That's my biggest curiosity because I was like, I don't know how my wife would react to that movie or how I'd even react to this movie. So I was like, I don't know. Maybe Mike can Mike can test the waters. Yeah, with this you're you're in there. for a treat. But then I think the second biggest movie that I I was really excited for, and a lot of people were when they saw the trailer, was Kubo and the Two Strings. It's from the the Leica studio. I believe that's how you pronounce their studio name. They've done uh, Coraline, Paranorman, uh, The Box Trolls. Stop motion. Yeah. So yep. you know you're going to get something beautiful at the at the very, very least. You know, it's going to look good. Whether the story's there or not, it's going to look amazing. And I thought they did something really cool at the end of the movie where when the credits roll, you don't get the name of the, the, the top billing voice actors until like the end of the credits. The very first people you see on the credits is the art department. So they, they, they know what's important when it comes to their studios. They know all the manpower and work that goes into it. I mean, I saw three people credited just on work, just sculpting and moving just hands. So three people's job for like months and months, probably a year or two, was just worrying about how these hands move. So I thought that was really cool. Definitely you can see the craftsmanship in that movie. Uh, Story-wise, unfortunately, it's a little kind of like um, Leica's uh, path when it comes, I guess, with the box trolls at least. They've improved from the box trolls, but it, it always seems like the art is first and the story comes second. So there was some convenient story points that moved along just by saying, oh, magic. Oh, this happened because of magic. So, you know, we don't get a whole lot to sink our teeth into, but I, I think I'm a little more out of uh, the ordinary when it comes to uh, describing this movie because the reviews have been very, very good for Kubo. Um, you know, they, it made the, the, the number six slot for Rotten Tomatoes summer 2016 scorecard at 97%. So you're going to have a good time if you go see Kubo no matter what. I'm just hoping Leica's next movie it really gives you something you can sink your teeth into. I mean, they dealt with some pretty dark uh, story plots in, in this movie. So hopefully the next one gets something just a little bit more polished, but uh, beautiful movie, beautiful. So I think I, I ended the summer pretty well with Swiss Army Man and Kubo. Yeah, I, I, I agree. <clears throat> it's at least what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. So if you could pick a movie from this list that you didn't see that you wish you could have seen in theaters, mm-hmm. which one would you pick? So, so I was not expecting this to be my answer at all. And I think it might surprise some people, but I I, I kind of want to see The Legend of Tarzan now. Uh, surprisingly, uh it, it, the trailers kind of looked exciting, but I just wrote the idea off as just something that just didn't need to be made. Uh, but it looked exciting. Apparently, it made a uh, it made a lot of money. Like I, it, it got into the um, it got into the top ten. Yeah, it got it number nine, one hundred twenty five million dollars for the summer. Uh, the reviews apparently have been a little wishy washy, but I mean, I love TMNT two out of the shadows. Surprisingly, so uh, maybe this uh, is something that could be kind of fun to go see on a big screen. So I was not expecting to say Legend of Tarzan. What about you, man? W- what do you What do you need to see out of this list? Uh, other than the nice guys, I would say um, I really wanted to see Sausage Party, mm-hmm. and I did not get to go see it. And 
um, I don't know when I'm going to have the energy to want to watch it again. So, <laughs> well, the, that, the, that's the, my fear with that. Yeah, the jury's still out for that movie with me. You know, there's a lot of rumors or uh, some speculation circling the production of the movie when it came to uh, the animation uh, studio being pushed and underpaid. I don't really know what's true. I haven't really sifted through it yet. So I, I'm not so sure about Sausage, Sausage Party yet. I will wait and see what happens. Yeah, but I mean, uh, other than that, I think it's just as messed up, if not more so, than Swiss Army Man. Mm -hmm. And really dark and really funny, and I think that's something I I guess I need out of this summer. A lot of this was just too lighthearted and happy-go-lucky, I guess, for me. Yeah, except for... There's a lot of that. Except for two things I wanted to point out, which I think uh, segues well into uh talking about how marvel uh accomplishes its good movies it starts with finding the good director and where do these directors come from lately horror movies and some of the best performing movies when it comes to the audience has been these horror movies which would be uh the conjuring 2 came out i've i heard a lot of people liked it horror movies are not my cup of tea necessarily but i heard that did really really well and uh, lights out was another one too so it's kind of so, oh and per the purge election year. yeah exactly so it's kind of crazy to see kind of these horror thriller movies pop up in the summer when they usually seem to be reserved for october you know for that kind of halloween season so uh, I think that's pretty impressive, you know, that they can really show up in the summer and just really uh, knock it out of the park when it comes to their realm and genre. And then, you know, Marvel's looking at them like, oh, if they can do these horror movies on these low budgets, uh, let's bring them over to Marvel and see what they can really do. Or I, I think even some of these other big, bigger studios are picking up some of these horror directors. So I don't know. Maybe I need to start uh, warming up to these horror movies a little bit because it seems like there is definitely good directing going on, at least over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. It's not my cup of tea. I'll tell you right now. I just don't care for them. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not, I don't. I just don't care because, again, coming from a film production standpoint, I see through the the, the tricks and the horror. Seeing through stuff, the scares. And, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, uh oh, well, that, I know how they did that now. So, kind of that kind of ruined um the paranormal activity movies for me. Mm-hmm. Once I'm like, oh, I know how they did that. So, uh, yeah, I yeah, I guess so. Um, overall. Again, I got to watch Civil War two nights ago again, mm-hmm. and I still I still hold that as like one of the best movies ever. Mm-hmm. And o- over the summer, fun fact they're um re- they're doing a screening of Civil War right now for the awards uh, consideration, which is a very rare occurrence where they're trying to promote Civil War to get Academy Awards oh, wow. more so than just visual effects, because again, something we'll probably talk about in a little bit is the the Rotten Tomato scorecard. The, the highest views, the most enjoyability factor movie, Captain America Civil War is up there with 90%. Yeah, it's there. And they're like, critics like this movie, we think it should be you know considered for a, an award this year. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know exactly what category they're going to be thrown into, but I think that would be kind of cool. We, we've had short discussions about this before. If we, think, if we thought a superhero movie or a comic book movie is ever going to make it into the Academy's consideration, I think it's, it might take some time, you know, the right director, the right point in time, just the right cross-section of, of luck and just talent. Um, I don't know if uh, if the comic book movie is going to be able to escape uh, that uh, special effects category anytime soon, but I think that's cool that they're at least trying. I, I really appreciate the, the effort. 
you know, but if you look at this uh, top 10 scorecard, there's a lot of movies on here that I've never really heard of or I didn't bother to go see because obviously the scorecard of best movie is not always going to correlate with a uh, box office success. But there is one thing I wanted to point out on this top 10 list is number two, almost number one for the summer is uh, Hunt for the the, wil- the Wilder People. or The, the, wil- the Wilder wil- People. The Wilder People at a 98%. Uh, and that is directed by Taika Waititi, which we're going to be seeing um, uh, tackling a Marvel here uh, coming up shortly. So I think that's really, really cool. I think that's a um, that's a good gauge for what we might be getting with Black Panther. Yeah. So um, Taika Waititi did uh, What We Do in the Shadows, mm-hmm. a movie I recently saw as well, and this is his follow up, Hunt for the Wilder People. Uh, I have it on my computer, ready to watch, actually. Mm-hmm. So um, it stars Sam Neill from Jurassic Park fame. Uh, in it, and I'm really excited to kind of see how that goes, and hopefully, uh, I agree with this 98% because I want to see Taika Waititi take Thor Ragnarok and just knock it out of the park. Yeah, sorry, I said I, I said Black Panther when when I meant to say Thor. Uh, so yes, yeah. so he's gonna be he's gonna be tackling Thor mm-hmm. for us. He made a great movie uh, in the number two slot. I don't know if I'm gonna get around to seeing it anytime soon, but uh, let me know how it is. So. I think it's it's awesome that when you're talking about uh, the realm of summer movies, which I think a lot of people like to equate with just eating popcorn, you know, popcorn flicks, you know, you know, you're going to get all your Academy Award winning directors at the end of the year when they push for the Academy. It's just like, no, they, they can definitely make a push over there for the summer. So yeah. I, I think that's great. And I'm, I'm looking I'm looking forward to the next summer movie season. But like you like you said, uh, winter fall is the next thing coming up for us and we got some great movies still in store for us for 2016 possibly record-breaking films yeah Uh, we're looking we're looking at uh, another marvel film Mm -hmm. doctor strange uh with orange story we're looking at a next harry potter film yes you haven't seen a harry potter film in five years uh we're getting um the fantastic beasts and where we might find them exactly and lastly star wars rogue one the first star wars spinoff movie an experiment if you will that's looking and sounding pretty good right about now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you got three. Again, if we talk about, you know, there are summer blockbusters and summer tent poles. We're looking at some fall tent poles. These are, I think all three of these are guaranteed to make money regardless of how mediocre they may end up being yeah. on the whole. Yeah, and these are all movies that could definitely uh, make it in the summer for sure. So they got a lot of room to breathe here in in the in the winter time. So I think I think they're very safe bets. So I think that means going into the the winter movie season, we we have fewer movies, but we know what we're getting. We're pretty positive is going to be good. So I think that's just a, a great way to wrap up the summer. Uh, we 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 had we had a, a wealth of, of of things to watch, I, and I think. Uh, we, we both agree it could have been a little bit better, but uh, Captain America: Civil War definitely rose to the top. We had some we had some surprises uh, mixed in there with a Swiss Army Man. Uh, you enjoyed Secret Life of Pets. We really and Pop Star, yeah, Pop Star. We need to go see uh, the Nice Guys. Still, <laughs> we really got to go see yep. the Nice Guys. So uh, we yeah. got another summer in the bag. We we were working I, hard this summer. I definitely think this is a situation in the summer where the movies were our eyes were bigger than our stomachs, so to speak. <laughs> we wanted to watch so much. We did. We, I mean, we sat through Independence Day Resurgence. Who the hell were we kidding when we did that? <laughs> um, but I think, you know, I, I watched as many as I could, but I just did never got full. 
So, I don't know. That, if I was looking for an analogy, that's how I'd use it. <laughs> well, it, it works. It works. Yeah, yeah. So, if you guys want to tell us what movies you thought you liked over this summer or thought you hated this summer, you know, let us know. Um, email us, superhero.gmail.com. Tweet at us. Facebook us. Whoever. However you want to do it. Let us know. I want to know what you guys like this summer. Mm-hmm. Mike, Mike probably doesn't. He's a jerk. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, so, but in the meantime, Mike, if people want to know when you're going to see the nice guys or maybe some of these other fall movies or maybe even some of these horror movies you're, you're harping on, uh, where can they do that at? Well, when I'm not busy watching Luke Cage coming up here in a week, you can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and you could read my webcomics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, uh, you got a whole other podcast out there in the wild where you're talking about all sorts of movies, not just summer movies, just film in general. If people want to see uh, where that's happening, if they want to follow you and see all that great stuff you're doing, where can they get that? Yes, uh, you can find that new podcast. It's called Filmside Chats, uh, filmsidechats.com, or on iTunes. We're on iTunes now. Um, two of our three episodes, the third one is uh, getting ready to be posted. So we talk about movies. Me and my friend Patrick sit down and talk about films. We both went to film school, so... It's a little more not comic book movies, so uh, definitely, if you guys want to hear that, check that out. Give us some feedback. We want to know what you guys want. It, we're, it's still an experimental kind of kind of thing. Also, uh, you can find me on comicui.com and Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. And that that's that's our that's our summer wrap up in a nutshell, man. That's it's hard to believe we were able to cover the whole summer in thirty minutes. Yeah, I mean that's the summer wrap up, wrap up, wrap up, mm-hmm. wrap up, as Liz Lemon would say in my favorite TV show, Thirty Rock. But if you want to get more of Superhero Slate, you can visit us at superheroslate.com. That is the best place you can find all the places we host the show and get these show notes. If you kind of want to get a comprehensive list of kind of the uh, big hitters that came out this summer. Head on over there and you can get a nice list of uh, what we saw in the top grossing domestic and the Rotten Tomatoes summer scorecard. And if you want to check out the show, you can find us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tumblr. Subscribe and get us right in your email inbox. And you can uh, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. If you're a fan of the show, please consider leaving us a review where you listen. That helps us get in front of some fresh uh, earlobes where people are listening to us uh, wirelessly on their uh, possibly wireless earbuds, whatever they're called now. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know what technology is. And My headphones are wireless right now. <laughs> you, you watch yourself. But and also, if uh, if if you want to be a super fan of superhero slate, just share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week talking about uh the best stuff in comic book entertainment and superhero entertainment so that's another week uh stay tuned and we'll see you guys next week yes we'll catch you later guys see you bye thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe if you don't know jurassic park you don't know shit